You're listening to Tech Talk Central. So, welcome to another TTC Voice. This is Vicky Kolovu from Tech Talk Central, and uh, we'll be talking on podcasting today. Um, we did a recorded conversation with Stathis Kutsogiorgas from Radio Jar, and uh, we put a few questions to him that we'll be playing back. Um, but I'm also here with a few other guys that I'll be introducing very shortly. Um, just to start out, Radio Jar is a platform of tools for setting up your own internet radio show at a lower cost, I must add. It's something like democratization for all those that wanted to create their own radio station but could never afford the high costs. So we at TTC use Radio Jar, Radio Jar, I'm sorry for that, for our own live shows. We usually broadcast from inside tech events and we do that on the spot without editing or cutting the broadcast and I assure you it's not easy. This is where the people behind the scenes play a crucial role. So I have with me Nick Spanudakis. He's our broadcast host and keeps the leverage between interviewees, interviewers, and music. Hi, Nick. Hi, Vicky. Marcos Vucinos, he's our sound engineer. Make sure all, our, all, sounds, all sound is recorded properly. Hello, Hi. Vicky. Hi, Marco. And finally, I and Vagelis Antoniadis. Hi, Vageli. Hello. Are the producers who oversee the whole process. We are the producers who see. And what does that mean? Well, we actually find the interviewees, we assign interviewers, and generally make sure everything works, which usually means, I'm looking at Vagelis, wondering if our interviews will appear on time. It's live, remember? <laughs> He's laughing, yeah. That's, that's, that's our main um, uh, anxiety every time. So that takes me to my initial question. Is there a demand for live shows or should people stick to pre-recording, guaranteeing a better outcome? My, that question is mostly because at TTC we do two sort of outputs. One is a live broadcast from events, as I said before, and the other one is all the, our interviews are then converted into podcasts and we upload them on SoundCloud. So we did ask Stathis about this, and he explains, first of all, he starts out by explaining why Radio Jar chooses to focus on the live shows and comments on why pre-recording may be a better choice for some authors. So listen to what he had to say. So the reason why we're focusing on, on live mostly is because uh, we saw that there is, there is a need there was a need in, uh, let's say, creating a so creating a good schedule for your live program to run 24-7. Uh, now, there are a lot of tools concerning podcasts, so we didn't find very useful to do something about that. Um, so our focus would be, we'll still go on live. Uh, we'll try to create a better environment uh, for the live uh, show, for the live show, which uh, will include also uh, taking calls from the virtual studio and everything. And after that, the only thing that you can do for that is like record it. That's it. Uh, but I'm not sure if, um, right now we don't have plans to focusing on the podcasting environment, uh, because what we do also need a lot of attention and the live show is something that, uh, uh, it's, it's very empty over there. There are a few technologies that can actually do well with the live shows, unless you have a, a big budget, let's say, to spend on uh, established companies. So what I'm going to do is the minimum, is the minimum, uh, which is uh, focus on the live shows to accept uh, calls and everything, and then record it. 
I think the live version of of a soul um, only makes sense if you have something that is going on live. So, for example, uh, uh, news, uh, sports, sport events, or something similar. Concert, maybe. Concerts, maybe. Uh, so you say that uh, if it's if if it has something unique and at the moment, then it's. Good it to makes be sense. Live. Otherwise, makes it doesn't sense. make sense. I mean, it's better for some for some people that they are not, let's say, um, experienced enough in order to to produce a live show because you know you must have some experience. You and the guests. Um, it's better to do it uh, pre-recorded so they can edit it uh, on the way and they can produce really nice audio content. And uh, this can happen also after the live show. I mean, you can have a live show which is uh, two hours, and then you can have a podcast 30 minutes after that show, which can be, you know, uh, very unique uh, that someone would like to listen. And sometimes, you know, live shows and podcasts may may be boring, especially if people are talking for you know <laughs> stuff that nobody cares, but they only want to listen that specific part. So it's good to create audio content from a live show. So. That's what I think. Okay, so in my mind, he emphasizes on three points. One is accepting calls from our listeners during a live show, right, Nick? I think that that he considers that important. Yes, uh, the, um, he he really enjoys uh, Stathis having all the communication with uh, the uh, listeners and uh, you mm-hmm. know, all that action that happens. So Radio Jack considers that vital. Um, he says it's uh, you need experience to do a live show, and obviously he mentions the boring. So I was going to ask you, Vagelis, about what kind of experience do you need to run a live podcast or as defined commonly as show? Why does Stathis say you need experience? What's so hard about it? Um, we have al- already seen during our uh, work at TTC that live is difficult. You are, you are always under pressure and you, you, you try to not make mistakes. It is not... Easy not to make mistakes during a live broadcast. And uh, live, not only in radio shows or um, podcast shows, and uh, other, are, the live is demanding. I mean, imagine other live, uh, other live um, events, for example, uh, TV shows or stock exchange. I have a, I have a uh, story to share with you here. Uh, 15 years ago, I used to work for a, for a stock exchange company. I mean, a company that makes, that work with the stock exchange, the other stock exchange here. And when I saw, when I saw what these guys did during the session, it was really crazy. People running all over the, all, all the corridors, uh, up and down, uh, with a mobile phone in their uh, ear and everywhere there were plugs in the wall. With chargers to to charge the mobile phones because really. So, so you're comparing a live show to a stock exchange yeah, session. Yes, because it is so demanding. You you can't make mistakes. If you can't make mistakes, But you have uh, to you cover them afford, up. Yeah, somehow. So you have. So uh, from my point of view, there are two things in order to 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 have a, a very good result. The first thing is to get prepared. Very good, prepared, and the other thing to be calm. If you are calm during the live show, you can, you can somehow uh, make it good. 
This is. Do you agree, Nick? Yes, I totally agree. Uh, experience does offer you not uh, the not fewer mistakes, but the um, maturity uh, to hide live the, uh, the mistakes or do uh, fewer mistakes, but not don't do at, uh, at all mistakes. Avoid the, uh, avoid all, yes. the mistakes, yes, because it's not. I, do, I won't say difficult. It's impossible uh, because. It's a situation that it's, it doesn't have any. Uh, it's all about people. So when people collaborate, it's something that you cannot put it in. You know, in. Yeah, I, I agree with you on our team. I think it's a matter of collaboration because we sort of cover for each other. So I usually go mad, but then there's somebody else running and they do it, and we all run around. But it, in the end, it works. And uh, Nick is the guy who's sitting at the table. He can't really run around. So it's us who do that. He doesn't run around. He tries to control by throwing in one or more two pieces of music when our interview has not appeared. So it's not easy. Um, but, um, yeah, I, I understand why he's talking about experience. And I imagine when you have a lot of listeners, it gets a lot hard. Yeah, I think you have, you have to have a plan B. I mean, music may be a plan B, another interview may be your plan B, but you always have to have a, a plan B when yeah. you go live. Well, my plan is is something goes wrong and Vicky is mad. I just put Pharrell Williams and we're okay. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite music, yeah. It works. He actually calms me down that way. So I, I did explain uh, earlier that we do um, live broadcasts from events, but our content is usually around interviews. We interview... Um, the same way typical journalists do, um, stakeholders around technology, science, health, um, e-health actually. Um, but that actually means pinpointing them literally anywhere and recording what they have to say on the spot. That could mean a big event like Mobile World Congress and you're sitting on the floor on the carpet and you're going to interview them there. Or like we had recently, we couldn't have the meeting the whole time, but meeting room, sorry, the whole time, and then we had to jump in and do it really quickly, um, which means we usually try to do it well on the first time, and we rarely edit out anything. Most of the recordings are done in noise exhibitions, as I said. That means carrying with us a lot of audio recording equipment, plus a computer to offload and send the interview for processing to our sound engineer. That can prove to be a tedious load to carry around. I did 15 kilometers in a day um, at Mobile World Congress, and it would be really difficult if I had to carry it on my back. So, Mark, um, what is the absolute minimum equipment needed in such circumstances to get the job well enough? I don't want a big list, the absolute minimum. Mm -hmm. Okay, so apart from the experience you get, uh, you have to deal with conditions like uh, noise or uh, wind or uh, different uh, interference from surroundings, etc., so, depending on your budget also, you, you should start with something basic, in my opinion, like uh, your smartphone, for example, plus uh, a good mic, mm -hmm. plus your headphones, and possibly an, uh, an application, paid or not. That would cost uh, 50 euros, for example, for headphones and application and your mic. There are mics like uh, iRig that they are more multifunctional in different devices. How much does that cost approximately? I think around 40 euros. Okay. The microphone is way better than the inside the microphone of uh, your smartphone. Yeah. 
We, we uh, use one of those. Yeah, yeah. What if you, um, okay, because there's a battery thing, obviously, and sometimes mm -hmm. in exhibitions you really can't find juice. What would you suggest after that? Let's yeah. say somebody's got a little bit bigger budget. Yeah. That is my next suggestion, that a recorder, a portable recorder would be uh, way better than a smartphone because smartphone is made for, uh, for calls and for co communication that uh, can interrupt your uh, recording. So uh, you can get a recorder, a portable recorder, uh, like uh, the one we use, the Zoom H4n. That costs about 200 euros. You can get a 50 euros uh, mic, plus your headphones, that would cost about uh, 250, 300 euros. Mm -hmm. And that gives you the ability to, to make a professional recording, and you can edit it. So you can avoid multi-purpose conditions like uh, noise, mm -hmm. uh, if you choose the right microphone. Yeah, can, can you say about that? I'm sorry interrupting, interrupting yeah. you, but you need a specific type of microphone, I think, That's because right. there's a lot of noise and we, I don't know exactly what we have. Yeah. I just know that you gave it to us. So when, it when we have an interview in a noisy environment, we use dynamic microphones, for example. It's different from the inbuilt uh, microphones of the recorder, for example. You need to cancel the noise, so you need the dynamic microphone that can cancel the the, and it does a good the surrounding job. noise. It yeah. does a good job. We're yeah. very pleased. You cannot do that without it. So yeah, for example, you can just buy a windscreen during uh, windy interviews that would cost three euros minimum. So you can uh, save a whole uh, interview just mm -hmm. by this uh, investment. Okay. Um, although that's not really a problem inside venues. You know, yeah. Wind is not right. a case. Um, but it could happen, I guess, mm -hmm. some other types of interviews. So, um, Marco, let's say someone is not a sound engineer like you are, um, but strives to create a basic good podcast. Okay. So he might need editing. Is there a cheap software solution with a small learning curve that you would suggest? Okay, yeah. Something easy. Okay, there is a free uh, open source for software that's called Audacity. Uh, that is basic, but uh, it can do many things if you, if you uh, experience with it. Mm -hmm. uh, there are many tutorials for basic editing in uh, YouTube or uh, in videos in general. Uh, where you can uh, you can edit and you can uh, remove noise, uh, equalize your sound level, uh, whatever is uh, is appropriate for a, for a professional sound. Mm -hmm. uh, also, there are some softwares like uh, Ophonic that um, they can uh, edit your sound and uh, give it back. Uh, ready, edited, but uh, I would recommend not to trust 100% an automated application or service. Uh, I would recommend to trust your ears and your taste so you can cut whatever you want from your um, audio and uh, add some sound clips mm -hmm. and uh, edit yourself what, what you want. To, to avoid, for example, a robotic voice or uh, other embarrassing results uh, from uh, automated uh, But, but I, understand, I understand that it, it needs some kind of work. It's not like you're going to learn it in one afternoon. Is that right? Uh, yeah, but uh, I think 
depending on what you want to do if if you if you have to do if you want to do simple things uh you will uh, you will learn something more in uh, okay in half an hour and then you will do yeah. it uh, okay start small yeah. start with the basics yeah okay okay mark so um so you've done your podcast guys and you need to upload it and there are several options out there okay this is actually my most important question for this podcast and uh this is something that has actually been uh, something we're being considering for for several months right now um where do you actually upload and we've heard hundreds of things we do upload on soundcloud but there's always somewhere someone saying that we should choose choose i'm sorry some other platform so vagelli uh can you Just tell us what are our options and how do they compare cost-wise? Yeah, now we're talking about software and when we're talking about software, we have too, most of the times too many solutions to, to, to choose. So it depends. So this is, I know this is the default answer, but yeah, it depends on what you're going to do. I mean, uh, if you want to, to, to have storage, to upload your uh, MP3s and your um, music or, or the podcast to be precise uh, it's different than another service that you you could use if you want just to share or just or to uh, social share to social media or just to uh, be found for example in iTunes or Google Play so can you be a little bit this one I don't mm-hmm. want to I want you to skip this quickly yeah. what do you really mean give me an example and give the people that are listening an example Uh, for example, uh, SoundCloud. You, you, you mentioned SoundCloud. SoundCloud is a good solution if you're going to store your MP3. But if your podcasts are stored in your website, for example, in your server, then SoundCloud, you, you don't actually need it. You can have your site serve these files via RSS or anything else and then use uh, iTunes or... Because iTunes doesn't offer you Yeah, iTunes doesn't storage. offer, and uh, Google Play doesn't offer uh, storage, and a number of other services, they don't. So there are uh, about uh, five, six services that they offer that, for example, Libsyn and uh, SoundCloud and a couple of others, but... Uh, what, what type of files? What type of size so, files? How, how important mm-hmm. is storage? Is it easy to put it on my server? Do I think because I've got a the, small the, website, I'm yeah. just going to upload it there? The storage is not pro- is not the problem. I mean, uh, in our times, it's easy to have a couple of gigabytes or tens of gigabytes for uh, cheap price for cheap price. But the problem is that when you have um, audience, big audience, and they constantly listen to your podcast, then your server may. Uh, don't be able to serve them. So you need a cloud-based service like SoundCloud or something like that. And um, most of the podcasters, they don't, they don't want to deal with that. And, they, and it's also the bandwidth and setting the whole yeah, thing up. Yeah, yeah, of course. The bandwidth, so the, the, the gigabytes are not the problem. The bandwidth and the delays and all these things are the, the problem. We're talking about so, few, several megabytes though, right? For each file, yeah. Yeah. Several megabytes for each file. So if you have about you know, 1,000 podcasts, then you need, uh, I don't know, several gigabytes. But several gigabytes are not, is not a problem, but the traffic is. I mean, the network traffic, I mean. Do you, how much is a file, Marco? Do you have a, a picture, more specifically, our podcast? Yeah, it's about uh, one megabyte per um, per minute. Per minute? Yeah. 
So if it's like usually it's like 15 minutes, it's 15 megabytes, and you got 15 megabytes of bandwidth. Depending on your bitrate, right? Depending on your quality. Okay, this is a I'm just talking decent about quality. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because you know, I want people. So, which services did you say have you recognized, and can you compare them cost-wise? What would you say? Uh, most of the services are uh, they have free plans, but these free plans uh, are not for someone who wants uh, to store many uh, podcasts. So you can start. I mean, you can start with a free plan and to test all the services like SoundCloud and uh, Libsyn. Uh, I think the most cost-effective. And at the same time, with some very nice features like analytics, is SoundCloud. That's why we use it. Uh, but as we said, we we are now considering moving to other uh, services like. Uh, I'll, I'll come back to you on that. So, Nico, um, Vagelis already told us there are free options. Do you, do you have to, something to complement on what Vagelis told us about the options available out there for storing podcasts? Uh, I. I totally, first of all, I totally agree uh, with Vagelis about uh, which service you will use. Dep- totally depends on what you want to do. If you're just an amateur podcaster, just one podcast per month, or maybe something very amateur, you don't have to go to a, to search for a huge plan or, or a paid plan and see what is going on because the de- demands that you have and also that the listener has as, are not so important. Uh, I'm saying that because uh, as um, an, uh, a podcasting company, let's say, uh, so uh, develops, uh, you see that you have different needs. Like, for an example, uh, a, a commercial uh, that you want to put at the start or at the end of, of the podcast and other stuff that you have to, you don't know from the start what you, what you want to do. Um, I recently found out about a service called Audioboom. I'm uh, just checking uh, these days what they offer because uh, they say that they're pretty good, but um, they, the things that they offer, uh, it's not free. They have uh, they have a free plan, but it's not so good for a, a, a professional podcaster. But I think for uh, some, uh, but that someone that wants to do something professional, uh, I think they have some good plans around ten euros uh, per month or ninety euros per year, and they have unlimited storage and uh, everything else that a professional podcaster wants. More or less, what SoundCloud. Oh. Yes. But, but I want to emphasize, guys, especially Nick, Vagelis will probably understand this more with more technical uh, background. Um, you might be a company that is creating a podcast about something you're unique in, and it might be just one a month, but if you've got a lot of people listening and suddenly you go out and you put in your say it's up, and then 2,000 people go on your website to listen, I've been there, I've done that. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, we've all been through that. And it just, it, the site will fall. It's simple. Right. Yeah. No, yeah. So it's you don't really need a professional solution just because you might have uh, a lot of podcasts or you be a show. You could just be a company. If you, I'm, I'm guessing AZ16 Horowitz, uh, the, the the great uh, podcast they do. That's going to be on a professional because they get like two thousand listenings in the first minutes. No, I mean more more about the platform because uh, I think in all the situations it has to be a cloud based uh, server that has to. Um, uh, deliver the podcast. Uh, I mean, from all the services like uh, SoundCloud and uh, Audioboom and Lipsing and all the other uh, companies that there are, I totally agree that you have to put it somewhere 
there, not no. in your own website. Go for, pro, for a pro solution. Yes, I agree. yes, yes. I agree. So, Vagili, um, you, you did say before that um, I would start, you would suggest they start small. But what happens if you want to move to a more pro solution? I don't know. I don't know what to call it. I consider them all pro solutions. But let's say you just want to move platform. Can you move your podcast and how easy is that? And should you should you be moving if it's too difficult? Uh, the truth is that it's not easy. If you, want, uh, if you need to move your files as well, then you have more work to do. I mean, you have to move uh, the files themselves to the new storage. And at the same time, you, most of the time, you, you should create, recreate the metadata. And, okay, let's say that you did that. The main problem here is that then you have somehow to uh, inform iTunes and the other RSS receivers that your RSS, RSS URL just Change. changed. Yeah. So, and this takes, may take some time and most of the time needs a migration process. And so, you lose yeah. your subscribers from the first platform? Uh, you, you, you can avoid that. but. I mean, yes. If you don't use any more that platform, yes, you lose them. Okay, of course. I'm not, you not talking about iTunes or Google yeah, Play. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking about you can if you're on SoundCloud. Yeah, yeah you are SoundCloud and you decide to go to another platform, then you lose them. Okay. But this is, it is a cost that you know beforehand that you, you, you have. Uh, but most of the times, people listen to your podcast from iTunes or a platform like that, and uh, you, you don't want to mess with it, with these people, and you don't, you you need to find a way to have an uninterrupted experience for your podcast. There is a process, but if you don't follow the process, then you might lose these followers as well. So yes, yeah, you can do it, but it needs work. But would you say that the biggest con in this is that you lose your subscribers, let's say, on Sa if we were to move from SoundCloud to Libsyn mm -hmm. or any other platform, it's, I'm just saying hypothetical, there's Burberry or something, and you talked about a new one, um, we would lose our um, subscribers, the likes, the shares, the followers. The plays. Yeah, the, the place. I'm sorry, Mark, I lost you there. The plays, the counting. The, the players, yes, yes, the plays, yes, the listenings. Um, so, for me, that's the biggest con I see. I don't know if you agree, Vagili. Yeah, uh, I agree. Uh, in my mind, uh, you, you haven't answered, is there any difference of cost, any something that is is important to consider? While moving, you mean to... No, no, why would you move? Is it cost? Why would you move? Why would we for have more, to move? For more features, for example. Maybe you need more analytics. Maybe you need uh, something that can have um, greater capacity, for example. That we all we already or advertisement uh, as an advertisement or uh, revenues. Revenue share. Yeah, yeah. this is something that we might want to discuss a bit about that because I know a lot of podcasters want to make money from their podcast, and um, there are different solutions there. And most of the platforms don't support revenue uh, sharing or somehow advertising that you can make money from. Yeah, but don't use ad, ad yeah. engines. Uh, yeah. uh, maybe um, the, there is a, a very good incentive for someone to move to another platform just because they need to make some money from the podcast themselves. Mm -hmm. So um, uh, my advice, if, you, if I may, it's please consider 
uh, beforehand, if you want to, what is your business plan? What is your model? You want to make money from the, the podcast themselves or you want to make money somehow with a different asymmetric business model? And then choose your platform because most of the platforms don't support. If I'm not mistaken, really, we recently require, uh, acquired Rayon to see what's happening. You need to have a lot of listenings to actually get money from ads. So before people go on moving their small podcasts with a few thousand listeners, you need a lot of thousands yeah, of listeners. Yes, yes, uh, especially for advertising. I mean, when you advertise, uh, you have a platform that embed the advertisement in the podcast, then you need, uh, I don't know, thousands of listenings to, to get some real serious money. Um, Marco, um, I think you got some numbers. Uh, you might have some numbers to share on that as to how many thousands of listeners you would have to have. But um, my main question that I want to ask you is, um, while asking around where we could actually uh, store our podcasts, I kept on hearing that SoundCloud doesn't have true plays yeah what is that all about so that's why soundcloud can cannot make it so good analytics uh, as other platforms the, these the, the other the competitors are saying this by the way yeah yeah <laughs> maybe they're right but uh depending on how you you use soundcloud so that's because uh, there are many services providers of uh, fake plays fake followers fake likes fake comments uh, whatever you pay for uh, to create a virtual audience, uh, a larger audience that you you already have, so you can uh, you can buy some thousands of uh, plays or followers by paying uh, ten ten dollars or something. But, uh, Marco, I have this question. Okay, um, we don't buy likes, we don't buy plays, we don't buy any of that. Okay, we're not interested. Um, why should we worry if any of these are fake? Because if I'm correct, whether you're on SoundCloud or Libsyn or any of the other platforms, once you start playing it, isn't that a play? Or does Libsyn or the other providers count differently? Do they count if you come to the end of the podcast? How do they count a play? Have you any opinion on that? I think they just uh, have some measurement to uh, to avoid that kind of uh, paid plays. I don't really know how. Bad users or something. Yeah, yeah. robots or um, fake plays. Yeah, well, it's something to think about. But um, uh, I don't know. Uh, our biggest concern, we are interested in adding advertisement to our podcasts. And it will be tedious if our sound engineer has to add it by hand. So yeah. the ad server is something we're interested in. Mm -hmm. uh, but I'm not really convinced as to how, I agree yeah, with Vigelis, how, yeah. how tedious and all the stuff we're going to lose. I agree. And uh, I think it's very nonsense to, to buy followers in place. You just uh, need only real re listeners that uh, can push your podcast. Yeah, that makes sense. You should try to make it more interesting. So, okay, so, okay, there's not much sense of doing podcasts or live shows for that matter if no one listens to you, which is, in my mind, means finding a good platform to store and disseminate from. That's important, okay, but it's not enough. You need an overall strategy. There's tons of things to be said there, and I believe it would uh, need a whole podcast of its own. Um, but right now, I only wanted to focus on live show versus podcast. 
So Stathis makes a valid argument on outreach comparison between a live show and a podcast and why podcasting needs continuous evolvement. Listen to what he had to say. Yeah, well, I think uh, podcasting is the only way that uh, at some point you can be heard because there's too many, too much content over there. So to, to stand a chance for someone to hear you when you have a live show, I think that's near zero. So having a podcast that at some point you, you may have 1% of the, of your podcast be interesting. Uh, you have more than 10% that you are in talent, but if you have at least one podcast every once in a while that is interested, I mean, you have more chance to record it for you to be heard. Okay, so obviously it's not enough to record a podcast. You need to find ways for it to be heard. Well, either it can be advertised and you can write articles and embed audio files to be hosted on third-party sites like Medium. That's something we actually started really recently. You can use social media, which we use quite a lot, especially Twitter. Um, you can repost on groups on SoundCloud or even prefer YouTube to host your audio files. As Stathi suggested at one point in our conversation, um, the opportunities are endless and suitable for a future conversation. We're going to have that right now. Um, but just in case, you know, so we, we do consider it important, but we'll do a future podcast about that. So uh, a quick question here, just something, you know, this is like uh, just popping in the middle. I, I often get asked, what is the ideal podcast duration? Honestly, I think it's a stupid question. Um, but uh, guys, what's your opinion? Um, as long as it is that, as it remains interesting, I can continue to 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 be. I mean, there's no ideal time for a podcast. Um, personally, when I feel that something is boring, I stop. I, I stop listening to it. So that's it. Nick, I think it's thirty-two minutes and forty-four seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Just joking. I, I totally agree with Vagelis. Um, I listen to podcasts that, that are three minutes and they're perfect. And I listen to podcasts that they're 40 minutes and they're still perfect. Uh, but I sometimes have the bad luck to listen to some podcasts that are like 20 minutes and I'm already bored from the first minute. Mark, your opinion? I will agree with, uh, with Vagelis and uh, Nick. I think it's uh, about content and about uh, production and quality and these yeah. things. I agree. Things that you, we talk about. It's, it's like a book. If you don't like it, you're not going to read to the end. You're just going to stop it. So I don't get it when people say, oh, if the, someone's listening in the car and you're traveling a big distance and you will listen. No, that will just change <coughs> in, in, eventually. So Stathis also had his own opinion on this. Let's listen to what he had to say. I think there are podcasts that, uh, should, some podcasts should be short, but there are podcasts also that uh, could be long. For example, if you listen them to a flight or to your bus, uh, on, on a bus or metro or somewhere, you know, that you need a lot of time, let's say, to, you have a lot of free time to do stuff. Uh, it can be also longer than, uh, than 10 okay. minutes. That's for sure. Uh, the, the whole idea is that uh, it must keep you active. So you don't want to change, no channel, podcast. Okay, so my next question has to do with what is our favorite podcast? And I think the guys hated this question when I told them I'm going to ask them. Um, as you've probably understood, I do 
speak quite good English, but the guys speak much better Greek, and then they speak English and other languages. So I guess it's a little bit easy for me to listen to listen to English podcasts, English speaking podcasts, um, than it is to them, and it, it makes sense. So um, eventually, I'm going to get prepared, guys. I'm going to ask you which is your favorite. But I will say, I will start out by which is my favorite, and hopefully Marcos will add a short clip of it um, just after this. It's 99% invisible, and the reason is it combines two of my loves, storytelling and history. It's produced by Roman Marx in California, and it boasts around 1.2 million listeners, and it talks about historical events, including audio clips from old news recordings, filling the in-between gaps with narration, creating a very compelling story. You can actually look them up on SoundCloud, 99% Invisible. It's quite educational, in my opinion, with less typical stories, things you would never consider reading about. I think that is one part of their successful recipe. Um, so, Mark, please do add an expert, uh, an excerpt on uh, later on, so people can just get an idea. The voterette would place her hands on two keyboards in front of her, each with five or six white keys. She'd use her feet to work two pedals down below. But instead of musical notes, the machine produced a voice. Now will you have him repeat that in a high voice? And now in his best face. This is from a demo recording of the voter produced in 1939 around the same time as the World's Fair. Each of the keys on the keyboard controlled a particular frequency band. One foot pedal controlled pitch, and the other foot pedal controlled whether the sound would be muffled or crisp. So, okay, so who of you is ready? Oh, Nick is putting up his finger. He's trying to catch my attention. Which is yeah. your favorite? <clears throat> well, for me, because it's a totally different story, podcasting, I like, um, let's say, like small shots of podcasts that I would really enjoy. Okay, that's it. And I don't have to put my whole attention for 20, 20 30 minutes or something. Uh, for me, one of my favorite podcasts is uh, from BBC World Service, The English We Speak. It's just three minutes, three beautiful minutes that you learn a different uh, everyday English phrase or piece of slang. And the guys are talking about it and how it's, uh, uh, where it came from and all that. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, because I love the English language and I love uh, England, UK. I love it. So uh, that's the, my perfect uh, podcast for me. That's, a, that's actually interesting because you, you tend you correct my grammar um, and mistakes I make a lot of times in Greek. So that would make sense that you'd be the same interested in English. I find that fascinating. Ah, I've heard of people like that. I'd say that money burns a hole in his pocket. Yes, that's exactly right. Money does burn a hole in his pocket. Whenever he has money, he has to spend it. That's the phrase for the English we speak today. Let's hear some examples of how people use it. Why have you never got any money? Well, I've got a bad habit of spending my money as soon as I get it. Money burns a hole in my pocket. So, Vagili, do you have a, a preference? Mm, not a podcast. I mean, a specific podcast. But uh, I like, you know me, I'm a technology guy. <laughs> I like uh, technology. And I like, uh, 
most of the time podcast about technology and science. So yeah, it's it's not so easy for me to listen to podcasts as I uh, I know uh, check my emails or driving, especially if they are in uh, English or other foreign language for me. But uh, yeah, when I have the time, I I focus on such podcasts about technology and science. So. The podcast I shared with you about good food and wine went to a waste. <laughs> uh, not really. It was one of them, but... Uh, you added okay. them on SoundCloud. Yeah, yeah, okay. But it's, it's one, just one podcast, but most of the other podcasts that I listen... Was a series. Mean, See, you didn't hear it. No. It was a series. No, no. The, the whole series, you mean? Yeah, I shared no. the series with you. Ah, no, I didn't listen to all of them. You prefer yeah. to try them yourself, <laughs> food and yeah, of as a cook. Marco? Um, I, really, I really like uh, 99% Invisible that mm-hmm. you, you suggested also. They have a great sound design that is uh, really um, remarkable. Uh, so I listen to much music, so I would suggest uh, a music podcast of uh, uh, Finder Keepers Records. Uh-huh. Uh, they they talk a lot about uh, realities from the 60s and that kind of music. So, yeah. As I mentioned, I've got a pro- uh, I'm going to keep a promise to you because I've got a special yeah. special guest. I've got the phone queued up here. If you will just press that button. I will press there. that button. Ooh. It's exciting. Do you know it's going to be? No idea at the moment. Hello? It's Malcolm Mooney, the, the original, original singer in the legendary Krautrock band called Can. Yes, yes. Is that the little star of Bethlehem? Uh, Froggy stole Tony's uh, <laughs> last 50 cents. I don't know, man. <laughs> oh, so, see, the, the, the thing that's coming out of this is that there is a podcast for every single interest. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, it's fascinating. Okay, so um, uh, the last question is about uh, pod- podcast technology tools. So... Uh, Stathis brought up the, this topic, and although initially I agreed with the problem identification, I'm not sure how many solutions this problem could have or what form they would take on. So, first of all, before I ask the guys, I want you to listen to what um, he identifies. I, I think there are a lot of tools that exist that can provide can provide you with a high quality sound even on your mobile phone. So if you search a little bit, you may have to pay a few dollars on that, mm-hmm. but uh, definitely you can find a lot of solutions over there. Yeah, I think I think sure. what's missing here uh, from uh, the podcast, since this is something that uh, it becomes to, it started to be a trend, um, mostly uh, on the. U.S. side and a few uh, European countries. I think what's missing is to have help helper tools for you to create a better audio content. So that means uh, the audio quality, let's say, is something that is solved uh, when you do it in, on your equipment. What is not solved uh, or the person needs some help is like you are going too slow, you are going too fast, uh, you don't have enough feedback um, when you created the show, have some uh, 
statistics that uh, have have some quality statistics, what's missing or not, uh, have the ability to create the stories uh, with some uh, you know with some tools and with those stories you can have uh, split them in podcasts and then create a huge podcast on that. I mean, they can be you can be very inventful on what tools you can find, but these tools, especially for helping uh, uh, the podcasters. I think this is what uh, what is missing, and this is going to be the future on that area. Okay, um, it's very broad. It's helper tools. I actually thought when he was saying that, um, I thought of us being Vageli helpers with what that's what we do during our live show, run around. Um, so, have you identified something else that you think would uh, we'll see in the podcasting um, technology in the future? Um, I don't know if we will see it, but uh, I have a wish <laughs> to make. Uh, as stuff is said, podcasting becomes popular uh, more and more. As a, uh, and I would like to see a mobile solution, a very light mobile solution that you can run on your mobile phone uh, with a very good microphone and you don't need a special professional equipment to carry with you, something uh, mobile and light that you can use for a decent quality recording. And uh, I think we are we're close to that. I'm not sure. What, are, what do you say, Mark? We are close to something like that. I think the, there is a progress, So, mm -hmm. but the, the progress hasn't stopped. Mm -hmm. So we may, may see that. But um, it's still not uh, possible to do everything in sound from your smartphone. It would be nice to have a, a mobile phone for podcasters, for example, as we have mobile phones for photographers. For yeah, like photographers. Uh, but, but isn't that what Anchor, that's why I was looking at my mobile right now, Anchor and uh, Boss Jock, uh, they're supposed to do something like that. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know if it's, because I, I do a lot of interviews, but I also am, am an avid user of Twitter. And honestly, if you ask me to record something that is happening or just write about it on Twitter, I will choose Twitter every time. And that actually has troubled me. Why don't I just pop out my mobile and record? Okay, again, it's not going to be perfect, and Mark, it's not going to be perfect, but it be, at least be recorded. But somehow, I've tried to use Anchor. Um, I still feel that I gotta be really good at it and really professional. And it, to be honest, again, it sort of frightens me because on Twitter, when I write something, I have the chance to go back and read it and make sure my English is correct. I haven't done any mistake and then press the button send. I don't feel the same with anchor. I'm, I'm always afraid that I might say something wrong. Um, so I'd like to have the same feeling I have on Twitter to be instant. To, because we're all, quite often we're at the forefront of things happening. Okay. You were listening to Zuckerberg. So, um, Vagelis this year. So probably turned up to you to, to talk about it, but you, you went on Twitter. Um, it'd be great if you could record him really quickly, put in something your own and then just send it out. But it, it doesn't seem easy. I don't know mm -hmm. if that's the kind of helper tools he, he, may, he means. Although, in my opinion, Stathis was talking about um, callers. I think that's what he's got so fixated in his mind. What do you think, Mark? 
Uh, but the tools, have you tried Anchor at all? Have no. you had the chance? No. no, no. You don't actually do recording. Nick? No, for me, I don't have to say something about the tools, but I just realized something really, wow. Like 16 years ago, we just had a service that you could uh, have 10, maybe 15 listeners at the same time. And that time it was the huge revolution Akamai, the company, who they were just, who they were just starting to make their uh, uh, servers and all around that. We were everyone that was trying broadcasting, not just radio broadcasting uh, of digital, but the the analog um, radio, just to transform it in uh, in the digital era. We were like, whoa, this is really whoa. And just let's say eight years ago, we had to have a computer open 24-7 just to broadcast something. Yeah. And and now... A server, yeah. Yes, and, and now you just... You have cloud-based radio stations and cloud platforms and everything. And it's really, really easy just to make... Not a radio show, a radio station and have it run 24-7, 30, uh, 365 days a year and without doing anything or having all those people and the technology that... This before say, eight years it was like whoa, and like sixteen years ago it was like you couldn't do it. It's really, really how fast paced is this? Obviously, it's changing. I agree with you, Nick. But we have we have identified there is a big difference between audio and text. Okay, so as we said before, we can transmit news, we can transmit everything we find, for example, using social media platforms, and somebody will discover them. They will discover the words, a phrase, something. Audio is not the same. Yeah. Okay. Let me it, tell tell yeah. you something that uh, like like many technical issues like um, sound or video or something, um, you can very easily do something, record something, but it's difficult to to record something with good quality. So it takes time and um, maybe money to to get to pay for a, a application or so- software to to. Uh, success to produce something successful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Now I understand you're coming from a sound engineer place. You're always thinking that you need very high quality, but time is moving really fast. And yeah, pace yeah. is moving fast. I think they they the most imminent problem right now to solve is how do we know the content inside the podcast? Mm. Like a Google search engine, yeah. you can search text. But right now, nobody's looking inside the audio mm. to find keywords. So why should I listen to this? It's talking about podcasting. In the middle of this podcast, we tackled whether you should be moving a platform. Honestly, if we don't write that in the text below this podcast, nobody will ever find it on the search engines. That's the biggest problem I identify right now. And it doesn't have to do, I don't know what kind of tool can help in that in the future. Because if it's a live show, okay, maybe it's lost on FMs or whatever. But if it's a podcast, it's going to stick around all the time. And if you don't have a really big name interviewing, I don't know, Zuckerberg, as I mentioned before, that will entice people to listen to it, the biggest problem will be um, finding what this podcast is about. And text is, will always be there to help. I'm not sure. I don't know if anything will change. I, I think the pro- uh, serious problem about that is in text, if it's uh, if you change the font, it's still the same word. Mm-hmm. But uh, when you... Yes, the meaning and the, and, and the word as you see it. But 
the, the same word when you uh, speak it, uh, you speak it. It's totally different from from me, from an English, uh, from a guy that he's a native Englishman, an American, a Chinese, and this uh, in the same category. I put also the how good uh, the quality of the recording because uh, for the uh, for a machine it's the same situation. It is more. It doesn't understand yeah, the. Yeah, it is. It so is. That yeah. is much more complicated, I think. Also, at the moment, we can use uh, metadata or uh, keywords to. It's text. To specify it's context. Text again. Yeah. It's text. It's yeah. We are now in the in the era of. Uh, trying to find a solution about semantics in text. I think in uh, five, ten years from now, we, are, we will uh, be talking about semantics in audio in video. I think in, in research uh, institutes, they already trying to find solutions about that. And uh, then we, we can do that. I mean, we will have a solution for uh, somehow um, tagging the audio with information about what it's about. I mean, what is the audio the podcast about? I think it will be less. I think no more than five years. Uh, you know, you know, you know why? I, I'm thinking. About, I was thinking about it like many days now because uh, the prog uh, the progress is for me is huge because. Uh, after uh, Siri, Cortana, and all these uh, uh, assistants started existing, uh, they put uh, the algorithms to develop them. So it was really fast-paced to understand. Because if you if you remember uh, uh, all the, the Apple users that they had an iPhone or something, Siri in the first months it was like not good. That's so simple. And even the Apple executives were saying that just give it time, it will learn. So I think it's still learning and it will continue and suddenly it will be out of the blue. Look, here we have it ready. Take okay. the technology and do it. I think we we got to wrap this up. Uh, hopefully we'll have more to say in the future and especially because as a company, as, as TTC, we're interested in um, audio semantics, as Vagili said, um, and we... We hope to see a few projects uh, fruition um, um, these days. Uh, we'll see what we have to say about that. I know, guys, is there something in we... I'm not going to say we left out. We Obviously, there's a lot of things. But is there some point, a quick one, that you want to add to this? No? You're all shaking your heads. You're all great. Okay. So we'll be back. Um, Mark has prepared a guide on... Um, um, on this about this podcasting equipment that you can um, find, and um, he'll ha we'll have it on medium com, medium com, tech talk central, but that's with slashes between tech slash talks tech slash central. You can read it over there. Uh, you might find some more useful stuff. We're just starting out there. Um, we love medium, and we think it's going to sort of help uh, promote our podcasts also. Our interviews, we should be saying, we just convert them to audio files and we do these podcasts that we call TTC Voice. You can look us up um, on Twitter also and follow us and make suggestions. We are TTC Web. Um, so this was Vicky Colovo with uh, Nick Vagelis and Mark from the team. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Thank you for listening and uh, we'll be back. Bye. You're listening to Tech Talk Central.